Namaste. My name is Neelima. Welcome to Reflections Along the Way podcast where you will be listening to reflections from learnings and experiences along my life's journey. Maya that we spoke about in the last episode manifests as three qualities in the world and these qualities are called gunas brahman by itself has no qualities it has neither quality nor any expression of its own however when this brahman is reflected by a thought pool then it manifests as knowledge or intelligence there are three different types of thoughts based on the gunas sattvika thoughts rajasika thoughts and tamasika thoughts sattvika thoughts can be compared to pure calm surface of a pool of water where you can see through the water clearly and you can see the bottom also very clearly rajasika thoughts can be compared to turbulent water where there is some difficulty in seeing the bottom tamasika thoughts can be compared to dim and dirty water where you can't see the bottom at all because of the muddiness just as the sun appears dim in dirty water we barely can see the reflection of the sun in dirty water so also consciousness is imperceptible in a tamasic mind in turbulent water the sun's reflection is bright but it's shaky it's unsteady just as rajasic thoughts provide a bright but disturbed reflection of the consciousness so in on a calm surface where the water is pure the sun's reflection is clear and it's undisturbed just like that a sattvic mind is a perfect reflecting medium for the consciousness it shines through the sattvic thoughts very clearly and steadily because there are no disturbances whatsoever when consciousness works through this mind which is predominantly sattvic then it exposes itself as the god principle so this principle manis- manifests itself as three mighty powers creation maintenance and destruction so in divine forms these powers these great powers are personified as brahma vishnu and shiva respectively this is to enable us to grasp the idea more clearly now destruction and creation go hand in hand for example the creation of the evening happens after the destruction of the morning the destruction of the evening is the creation of the night now let's see another example the destruction of a flower is the creation of the fruit the destruction of the fruit is the creation of the seed the destruction of the seed is the creation of seedling and the destruction of seedling is the creation of the plant and the destruction of the plant is the creation of a full grown tree so according to the puranas these three deities have consorts brahma who is the god of creation is married to saraswati goddess of knowledge vishnu who is the god of maintenance is married to lakshmi goddess of wealth Shiva the god of destruction is married to Uma goddess of matter this divine mother has 
many forms including parvati and shakti now brahma in order to create must possess the knowledge to create therefore his consort is the goddess of knowledge vishnu in order to sustain in order to maintain must have wealth in order to provide the necessities of life that is why his consort is the goddess of wealth lakshmi at his side and shiva who is the god of destruction can function only in the field of perishable matter and hence his consort is uma who represents matter now let's talk about the play of these gunas a little bit rajas is the cause of all the mental agitations in us and these mental agitations are called vikshepa in sanskrit and tamas produces veiling of the truth we can't understand the intellect can't comprehend the truth and that is called avarana these two are very related they are interrelated when we have mental agitations this creates a veiling in our intellect we can't think clearly and when we can't think clearly that creates agitations in the mind because of confusion so basically mental agitations can create a veiling of the intellect and the veiling of the intellect can create agitations in the mind think about the rope and snake story that we spoke about in the last episode to understand the superimposition the intellect fails to see the real rope on the ground because of veiling of one's discrimination which leads the mind to misapprehend the rope as a snake and this misapprehension leads to mental agitations the veiling power in the intellect operates in three ways i don't know i can't understand i have no experience now how do we remove all these three veilings we can remove the i don't know obstacle by listening now this listening can be directly from a spiritual teacher or indirectly through the scriptures now listening does not mean like uh, sometimes we are uh, just like you know some sound is playing and we are uh, focused on some the mind is focused on something else listening to the discourses on the scriptures has to be done very attentively now after listening we won't understand the significance of whatever we've listened to unless we reflect on the uh, thoughts and ideas in our own intellect then after our intellect has understood the concepts we still feel incomplete because we don't have the first hand experience of of the truths that are revealed in the scriptures meditation is the process by which we can make the truths that we have listened to that we have reflected on our own experience by continuous and sincere practice of meditation we cross this last obstacle of veiling power and we experience the union with brahman the pure consciousness which supports not only us but the entire universe now swami chinmayananda says a lot of people tell him that they have gone through the bhagavad gita so many times and he tells them let the geeta go through you at least once that will do you more good so what he says is not just hearing or reading is sufficient what is important is absorbing these great ideas in the scriptures assimilating them and living those values expressed 
in those ideas that is what will produce a radiance in our lives that is what will transform our lives besides producing this avarana the veiling power the rajas tamas quality also produces agitations in the mind when the mind is agitated then that manifests itself in the world as perceptions and actions through the organs of perception and action that manifestation through the physical body that seeming fall has taken place from that heights of the glory of the supreme reality to a finite limited mortal but we know that vedanta declares that you are that you are that infinite you are that blissful self in order to uh, regain that blissful nature and realize our true nature which is infinite and blissful but which is veiled by the three gunas sattva rajas and tamas we have to reduce the rajas tamas impurities thereby increasing the sattvic uh, component of our nature so all of us have these three gunas in us our effort should be to reduce the rajasic and tamasic components of our nature thereby increasing the sattvic component of our nature when we develop this sattva uh, to its absolute purity then we can transcend the gunas to move beyond even the smallest trace of sattva into the state of self realization so realizing the pure self as my own experience is not it does not mean like there is a new stature from some external uh, source or anything like that we only need to remove the ignorance the avidya that covers our pure and blissful nature to remove that ignorance we have to engage ourselves in practice sadhana and the three main sadhanas of vedanta are shravana manana and nidityasana listening reflection and meditation thank you for listening to today's reflections if you would like to connect with me please visit bluishmuse.com until next time namaste